nice to meet you, I guess from a distance. We like to meet up close and personal. Now, this is Bruce. I'd like to tell you a little bit about Bruce. Did you have something more to say? Were you just passing through? Oh, no, you just leave that there for me. Oh, Lord, don't do that. Then they'll find out all about me, and they won't like me. Uh, well, no, I'm just teasing. Oh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? I just want to, you know, the church is built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Many of you have referred to Pastor Mike in, in that phrase, Pastor Mike. Uh, but we all know that, well, we don't all know, maybe. Whatever exists in the earth today in the way of true apostles has been formed in the furnace of the hearts of men who have cared for the sheep of God. There's nothing worse than a tyrant who does not understand those he cares for. And we have to learn and we grow into that title. I don't like to say title, but it, it's, and Paul spoke about it, and many times he had to defend his apostolic call. So I'm going to go out there on that prophetic limb where I live most of the time, and it hasn't been sawed off yet. Could be the first today. You know, the, thus saith the Lord. Oh, come on. Come on. That's not even who you are. When, you know, sometimes people, yeah, the Lord said. Come dial down, Pee-wee. Who are you? Speak out of that authentic voice and out of our dad's heart. You know? So I'm going to go way out there on that limb today and just tell you what I saw about this church. Uh, I saw an, an old oak, uh, oak hauled ship. Now, let me, before I do this, I know a few things about your history, a little bit about your history. And, uh, you know, I, I know some folks have taken a different course. You know what I'm saying. So I want you to know I knew that in the natural. But I saw this old hull, an oak ship. And boy, it was beat up and battered. It had taken some real hits. And it reminded me, in our country, we have a, uh, a real special ship that they call the Old Ironsides. It's the USS Constitution. And see, you've taken some hits to your constitution of who you are. So I just wanted to come down here. And, and uh, Brother Mike, I, I, I don't know your bride's name. Joel. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and then Brother David and Kate, Sister Kate. If you guys would just maybe stand, if you'd be all right with this. We didn't talk. I didn't know we were going to do this, so here we are. If you guys would just stand and face your people, but come on over here now. Okay, now, to him that has an ear to hear, let him hear. How many of you remember the story of Paul and Barnabas? Hmm? Yeah. 
A little conflict, right? Why don't you guys just come stand right next to each other here? This is really good, isn't it? Yes. Boy, I feel like a big man. Yeah, tall poppy. <laughs> right here. Right here. And right here. To do this in the place they stand today has been very costly. It's been very costly. And some of those hits to that hall are right here. We might call Dave John Mark. We might call Dave John Mark. Do you remember the controversy between Paul and Barnabas? It was all about Mark, wasn't it? We're not going to bring Mark with us, Paul said. You know what I think Paul was really saying? You remember how I told Ananias, go tell Paul the many things that he must suffer? He was saying to Paul, you got a, a tough road to hoe, son. And I think what Paul was saying is, I love John, but it's going to be too hard for John to go there. John Mark. But uh, he grew up into it, didn't he? And in the end, Paul said, bring Mark. He's good for me. Oh, and remember my coat, too. <laughs> I just wanted to honor right here. This has cost a lot to stand together in this ministry. This has cost a lot to you to stand together in this ministry. You know, people leave, but they don't go away. You see them in the market. You see them in the gas station, by petrol station. And I honor you for the decisions you've made. The Lord honors you today. My wife had a vision of this church being lifted up, and from it, light went out all over the region. The angels have been here today, moving. And uh, usually as a prophet, you can get away with that stuff because people say, well, I didn't see it. Oh, yeah, they're everywhere, you know. No, they really are. It's confirmed that Rochelle saw a sizable angel up front there. Well, the thing the Lord wanted you to know is you have learned to love, and you're learning to love. And the end of this trouble, people are not our enemy. We all know that. On my birthday, one of our great naval commanders, John Paul Jones, said this, We have seen the enemy, and he is ours. You have seen what the enemy has tried to do to this congregation. You've seen him, and he is yours. And in the end, now the end, doesn't, that sounds kind of fatal. Not too far up the road, you will see the glory of God in a reconciliatory move that you never thought was possible. And once again, you will be alloyed with people that you've known and loved. And you know why? Do you know why? You know what has caught God's heart, love does a lot of things, doesn't it? It bears, it believes, it hopes, but the, this is what you've done right here. Love endures, and you have endured. This old ship is well able to lead an armada, and I believe that's what he's called you to do here, but I want to commend you 
from your leaders right down to every one of you. And that doesn't mean one's greater or lesser. It means everybody. You've all, you're learning to love. And love never fails. Watch what God does when once again you're alloyed and doing the things he's called you to do. I hope this word make I offer it to be evaluated and judged. And if I missed it, you can give me the left foot of fellowship. <laughs> Lord, I thank you for Mike and Joy. I thank you for David and Kate. I thank you for that which they have set their heart to do and to seek you and to walk in your kingdom ways. That they've not shrunk back to just building a sheep pen, but they have persevered under the strengthening of their souls to build a work that is a kingdom work that reaches out across cultures, that reaches out across race, that reaches out in love to draw in so that the house of God could be the place of acceptance and love for all of God's creation. I ask that you bless them with new anointing, fresh eyes prophetically. Give them even greater capacity to hear, but out of it all, the greatest capacity of all, increase their capacity to love. Bless them today, Father. In Jesus' name, and all the people said together, Amen. If there's anything in that, if there's anything in that, let me know. And I'll, I'll there he is. I've got your baggage. Follow me. <laughs> I'm telling you, what a wonderful day. What am I supposed to? Oh, is that what that tape means? Put it here. Okay. There we go. Here we go. So here I was, you know, I don't know when the Lord visits you. Many times for me, it's in the most vulnerable places. In the morning, and I'm seated. <laughs> Let the reader understand. Hey, this looks like a button. So if, if I know it's a trap door. If, I, if it goes bad, push the button, you're out of here. I've got a message, and it's a humdinger. I'm telling you, it's a humdinger. It is right here. It's ready to go. Well, that's not what he told me to do, except I just want you to know. Now, this is a day where you get to vote. You get to This is what the Lord told me to. You get to vote. Where's the young man, the young fella with, uh, you're up here. I was looking at you, and you shied away from me. He had a little suit on, a suit jacket. Where is he? Oh, there he is right there. You know, the, the, you have always known that there's something about you that's special. And, uh, you know, when people know that from the time they're little fellas, other people look at them and think they're arrogant. Oh, they do. Well, that cocky little bandy rooster, who does he think he is? <laughs> they do. I have a son. I've, we have, my wife and I. We've been married 45, just my bride, Sue, right here. And this is our good friends, Barry and Rochelle Holbin. And we're traveling together, and it's just wonderful. My second son, Ryan, we have six boys. My wife's a saint. She actually raised seven children. I was the seventh. <laughs> my second son, Ryan, from the day he was born, 
he's just full of confidence. Now, you wouldn't know that, but anyway, what I'm saying, son, is from the time you've been a little fellow, there has been a God confidence placed in you, and um, learning to walk in that and understand it uh, is what the Lord's bringing you into right now. Uh, it's Luke 2.52 that Jesus increased in wisdom and stature. Here's the lesson you're in right now, favor, favor. The favor of God opens doors for us, and when those doors open, our heart has to be prepared to step through those doors so we can bear the weight of what God is doing and releasing us to do. So what I want to do is just bless you in the name of the Lord, but just help you understand that confidence, that thing that rises up, and you know it, and you know how to flow. You know how, you know when it's present, when it's on you. Really, you need to understand it's God's favor making a way for you. And so I ask for the wisdom from above to help you walk in the favor of God in your life because your job is to open doors for other people and bring them in because they, you, you just got to the door first because favor brought you there. And you're going to be opening doors for your peers. And so does that make sense? Good, good. All right. Thus says the Lord. Oh, sorry. 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 <laughs> and Linda, Linda, uh, Linda, you were helping with the greeters, greeters, right? And Kate had a, a right word for you. Where, uh, where is she? Is she over there? Oh, would you stand up, honey? Yeah. I just saw this. I saw about you. That how did Kate? How did you say she says she has the gift to seek out the one? Was that it? Would do you, do you agree with what Kate said? Yeah. Do you all see that in her? Okay. You know why you do that, don't you? Because that's what your heart needs, sweetheart. To be seen by him. And that was rare. Well, you're about to have the most wonderful times with your heavenly father of him drawing you away. And telling you over, washing, washing over. Why would this happen? Because you've been sowing it. And what we sow, we reap, sweetheart. He's coming to you now. Oh, give me scripture. Okay. Jesus said, people don't know who I am unless my dad shows them. I, I, that's, that's redneck from the States. <laughs> but he said, people don't know my father unless... I reveal who he is to them. There's coming an encounter for you. It might come in a dream. It might come reaching up for the green beans in the, the grocery store. It could come in the most unlikely of places, unlikely of times. The Lord says, you have an encounter coming of, the of Jesus revealing to you who the Father is so that you, your heart will be met and you will know that you are that one that he seeks. And that love will expand you and bring you into new meadows of peace that you've always longed for. So this is a new and a good day for you. God bless you. I hope that bears witness. If it doesn't, you know, we'll just flush it down the toilet. It'll be all right. This is the Lord! <laughs>
So here we are, got a message, it's a humdinger, I'm telling you, it's full of the 12 gates in heaven. Do you know there were 12 gates in heaven in Revelation 21? Do you know what each gate is? Sure you do. They're huge pearls. Pearls, they're monsters. We're going into the pearly gates, aren't we? It's a humdinger, I'm telling you, it's a humdinger. It's good. (laughs) The Lord said, put it to a vote. You can preach that humdinger message you think you have, Bill. But you have to ask the people, do you want that message? Or do you want to go on an adventure for the next few minutes? Not knowing right now where we're going. I'm totally before you to say I'd have to sniff out the wind like a, like a coon dog. <laughs> Sander Selmer will, will never invite me back again. He came and acted like a dog in front of my church. God, what is this about? So I can preach this humdinger of a message, which in turn shows you how to build a gate of praise in your life. Sorry. Well, we can for the next... About 20 minutes, if I got that right. Is that right, King? Okay. We'll go where he wants to go, but we don't know what that is. So the vote is, who wants to go where he's going or who wants to hear this humdinger of a message that I dropped four times? That probably ought to tell you right there. It ain't worth it. <laughs> so who wants the message? <laughs> There we go. All right. The Lord's releasing, going to release something for you here today. And it'll blow your mind what's going to happen in the next six months among you. you. It will make you crazy. In 2005, there was a time where we were seeking the Lord. And there was a lot of teaching at the time. There was some fellows they called the glory boys. I don't remember who they are. I don't know enough. to. I don't know. I'm just trying to walk with God. There's a lot of wonderful people out there in the kingdom. In 2005, we were seeking the Lord. Lord, would you show us? We've had the privilege. Let me say this quick. We've been part of the Kansas City Fellowship from 1988 to 94. That was the time the Kansas City Prophets. Bob Jones was a spiritual dad to us. John Paul Jackson was one of our dearest friends. Uh, Mike Bickle's a good friend of ours. that leads IHOP today. James Gall. Paul Kane. These are people we know and love. We had a chance to serve with John Paul Jackson in his ministry streams out in New Hampshire for almost four and a half years. We have been blessed to have a rich heritage of deeply spiritual men and women in our lives speaking into us. That doesn't make us, you know, that doesn't make us anything special. I'm just saying we've been blessed to have that. And so who we are is We're a speckled bird. We're a lot of different things. When you get around folks who love God, it just stimulates something in you. It just brings stuff alive. That was a sidetrack that I didn't need to go on. I apologize. But anyway, there you have it. In 2005, we were like, oh, God. What's this? uh..." Anyway, there are a lot of things going on. God was doing a lot of wonderful things. We began to ask him, we're asking him to show us some things. My point to you is when God is about to do something new in your life, we're usually the last to know. 
until we walk into the experience of it. Isn't it good? He, he loves us so much we don't frame it in. So for like this encounter for Linda, what's that going to look like? She might just be reaching up and getting the green beans, and suddenly that encounter comes. She doesn't have some predetermined idea of what it is, and the Lord does that to allow us to experience it rather than to predict what it's going to be or expect what it should be, but that we can, oh my, does that make sense? He, he keeps us out of it until we experience it. We, like I said, we lived in Kansas City. My wife and I are in Kansas City to visit our son in 2005. We'd left Kansas City in 94. She's my barometer. And we'd gone down to see our son, Ryan. We know Kansas City. There's a, four, uh, there's a highway, a four-lane road, 435 highway. goes all the way around Kansas City. Kansas City is divided. On one side is Kansas, on the other is Missouri. And down in the corner on the Missouri side, Highway 71 took you to the home where my son lives. We went down to visit our grandkids. Ryan has four children. We have 11 grandkids. I won't, I won't even get started. Then we'd, we'd never get anywhere. So here we go. Time to go. We had our rental car. We come up Highway 71. We got on Highway 435, four-lane highway going one way. Here we were going, and we're coming up to where there used to be a huge Walmart and a ranch for horses. Knew exactly where we were, going up the incline. And my wife is on the phone to my son, Ryan. We just, you know, we love you, and, you know, we'll see you when we see you next time. We were living out east. And up that road we were going, and the next thing that I knew in front of me, right close in front of me, was a stoplight. And, see, he, he doesn't let us know until the experience comes. I'd like to say that I'm so deeply sanctified. You're going on a highway, you know, you're going full speed on the highway, you know. And all of a sudden, I am on what was called the Paseo, which is uh, a two-lane road. And I mean, I'm going at highway speed, and all of a sudden I'm on the Paseo, which is precisely 13 miles from where we were to where we were now, and I had to stop because it was a red light. And I'd like to say that my language was so pure. I said, oh, God did a wonderful thing. It was more like, what the heck is going on? I didn't have a clue. He just took us through an experience that we had no, what happened? And my wife is on the phone with, with my son, Ryan. She said, Ryan, is there a way to get from 435 to the Paseo from where we were? There's, there is no road. There's no way. How'd you get there? So my wife, myself, our rental car, and all our luggage in a moment went from over 13 miles. We later found out there was a, an accident of some size on 435 North where we would have gone. I, I don't know if that was the purpose. A week later, we had a time to be away in uh, Kennebunkport, Maine, where our Former President Bush family, they have a compound there. And we came, and we stayed in a beautiful little bed and breakfast. We came out. 
And you know how they stop serving breakfast at 10 in the morning. I don't know, maybe they don't hear, but bed and breakfast, they'll serve it till so long, you know. And uh, you remember the time? Was it 9.30? 9.30. About 9.30, we walked out the door, and we thought, oh, we'll have to make this a short walk. So we'll walk down by the ocean, and then we'll get back, and just before they close, we'll have something to eat. So off we went, and we're walking down the way, and we saw a gal. She had a, a really cool outfit on, and another guy was carrying a, some kind of a boogie board or something. And uh, so we walked out to the kind of this end of the, I don't know how far we walked. must have been a mile, mile and a half. We walked out there. And so we come back, and we're coming back. And there's the same guy with the boogie board, same guy, and the same gal with her particular outfit in print, and we get back and walk in to the breakfast room, and it's 9.30. And of course, you know God wanted us to have these experiences because we are so special. We're the only kids he has. Freely we've received, freely give. May God begin to grant to you moments of experiencing Him that transcend and help us see who He is and how big He is. May that be yours. Mike, you, it was, or Mike I'm sorry, David, it was just pouring out of you. You're up here praying for You're just reaching in the spirit for the things that the people you honored this morning, you're just reaching out for them to experience the things that God has for them. You just feel your heart lovingly making a demand on the spirit. Oh, may God open your eyes. May you pray for miracles. May you know this. I mean, you were just... Okay, now we've reached the end of what I know that he wanted me to start with if you didn't want to hear that great message. And where do we go from here? I don't have a clue. It's 1136... How much do I have? Ten minutes? Ten minutes, fellas? Okay. So here we are. Lord, what do you want to do here? What do you want to do among this people? What do you want to do? Anybody got a clue? On the team? Uh, it did, if, if you could interpret that, that might be the answer <laughs> to what we're looking for. Stan. Wow. This is Rochelle. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I was watching, listening to the worship, and, uh, and the Lord wants you to know in this place, and I'm just so agreeing with you, 
the supernatural, the move of God's presence in ways that you've not experienced before, but he wants to say the veil is open. You sang songs, and do you know that the songs you sang were consistently increased, increased into his presence? And as I was standing in the worship, and it was incredible, and there's this intergenerational movement of sound that's happening here, you know, the young and the old, and I encourage you to mix, to begin to mix, and to be willing to let God blend and cause a bridge to happen here, a mixture of ages, ages and all ages and ethnic and movement and all of the tribal and the he, just be mixed and invite the mixture. But there was this place where you moved to and I could feel the veil was still. We were just right before the holiest of holies in that presence. And God said, I want the people to know that I've opened the veil. You know, the moment he did it from the cross, he ripped the veil from the top down. The veil is open, and you are invited into that place of his presence. And God, what, what you're saying, mm-hmm. he is moving. There's something happening. It's incredible what he's, gonna, what he's doing here to believe for the big and to believe for the more. That's what's happening. Amen. So, Lord, we release it. We say yes to you. I say yes to you. In every way that you're inviting us in, in the moment you spoke over Linda over here, and you said to Linda she would encounter you, is ex- he's going to encounter all of you. And some of you, like this young lady second row back, the Lord says over you, he has not missed you. You're beautiful and tall right here, white dress, right? Yeah. And I just want to say to you, you have not been missed, not at all. And your stature is intentional by God. It's intentional. He is calling your heart forward, and you're saying, God, do you see me? Do you know me? And he is saying absolutely in his word over you. The verse over you is, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That is your verse. That is your verse and song over your life. And I also just recognize that where you're going to meet it is down low. I bless you in going after him. Like all of you have been going after him. You have been just saying, setting your heart like Flint after God. And I say yes to it. And yes, he will meet you and meet you in incredible and powerful ways. And he wants the mixture, the mixture, the blending, the mingling. That's the word, the mingling of it. There's this mingling of ages and groups of people and this mingling, changing your seats. And there's something so powerful and spiritually energetic as you release that into this atmosphere and on this land. Good word. You know, there's lots of, how many, everybody, you don't have to raise your hand. I'm over 50. Some of you are too. We need to get a vision of being over 100. No, I'm serious. Why? So I can have my aches and pains longer? No. For these youngsters. God, make us. Ask, Lord, release a faith to live, to be a hundred, to be vitally involved in the kingdom of God through the younger ones who are going. I tell you, if you tell the younger ones that they have to go and you're not willing to go with them, you sign their death warrant. You commit them to spiritual shipwreck. Stand with them. Get a vision. Let me tell you, you've got 50, 60, 70 years. i got two gals that are gathering back home. They're pushing 80 plus. 
They are, they have this vision. It is time for us as the body of Christ, as moms and dads, to come out. You, you, everything you've gone through up to this point is dress rehearsal, for this is your time. He is raising up mothers and fathers. Well, I don't know if I've got the goods. You've got the goods. He didn't spend 60 and 70 years of walking with you and hearing your cries, hearing your prayers. You say, well, I failed in my family. Welcome to the club. He's got our baggage. What did Jesus call James and John? What did he call them? You know the story. That sounds, what does that mean? They had anger management problems. He said, I want you guys to come with me because I love you. I know you've got problems. And one day, one of their problems showed up. They're heading to Jerusalem. Remember, they're heading to Jerusalem, going through Samaria. Samaria and, uh, one, and James and John went out to secure lodging. There wasn't any place to stay. They come back to Jesus and say, Jesus, nobody will let us in. Do you want us to call down fire from heaven? He says, oh, these are my boys. Oh, they're my boys. If you're Norwegian, oof, my boys. No. They weren't out of the loop because they struggled with anger. He invited them into the loop to walk with him. Oh, yeah, what is the, 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 the epistle of John? That guy who was an angry, fiery guy, when it was over, he was the apostle of love. And brother, right there in the blue shirt, you got your hand on your knee. You got a beard from what I can see. Brother, the things you and your bride have wrestled with in your house, God is coming to you. He's, uh, remember, he's coming to your house for tea. Uh, your tea, hey, that really fits here, doesn't it? The things you, is that your wife with you? Okay, because sometimes, you know, whew. <laughs> That's not the Lord. <laughs> That's always your key out. That's not the Lord. I got to go now. <laughs> you are going to stand with a goodly pride that you have faced the enemy, and he is yours. And out of that passionate well of your heart will come a man with steps and a woman with steps of righteousness, and you look behind you, and you're going to see a smooth path where other people can walk. And you'll be able to give them what you've had to fight to overcome. Amen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see now. Who else did, did Jesus have in his... Oh, we're running out of time. Who else did Jesus have in his entourage? An impetuous fisherman. Remember his name? Pete. Pete. Peter. Love the Chronicles of Narnia. Peter. Hi, King Peter. Think about Peter. Jesus had to fix something. I mean, fix it. Literally fix it before Peter could get to where he was going. You with me? And what was it he had to fix? Do you remember? He was misnamed. He was misnamed. Jesus said, Mom and Dad called you Cephas Smallstone. Can you imagine Peter from the time he was in the womb? His spirit knew. He was born for greatness. His spirit knew who he was. He knew what he was, he, 
Peter, maybe didn't know it's called a new because it wasn't there yet. Well, it was there. They were just growing up, Jesus and he. His spirit knew there's something more than just fishing. And so every time somebody would bump Peter, he was impetuous and he'd blurt out. Can you imagine the tensions of being misnamed? Oh, most of the time our parents get it right. Jesus said, you are this small stone, but you will be this bedrock. And Jesus took him through the, I love how you guys say process, process. He took him through the process of his spirit knowing who he was, but his soul having no clue and beginning to heal and marry and join those two together so that one day, silver and gold I don't have, but what I've got, stand up and walk. I tell you, that's a word for every one of us here. That God by the Spirit would take us into the full destiny. I'm spitting all over. The full destiny of our names. And we walk with a vision of serving and loving Him and watching Him. I'm going to close with this. Good friend of mine. He's part of the healing rooms. Not a good she, She's part of the healing rooms. Knew this fellow who also was part of the healing rooms. He said this. I've spent 15 years of my life working for God. I've spent 12 years. Can anybody identify? Staff pastors. <laughs> I've spent 12 years of my life working with God. But he said, you know, these last years, you know what's so cool about these last years? I get to watch God We're not working for him. We're not working with him. We're walking with him and watching him work. We're watching him change people. That's what we're called to do. Oh, God, open our capacities, Father. Oh, you're a good, loving Father. Lord, I, 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 I repent again today of times when I've let my... That was in the message. This part was in the message. You'd have loved it. The, it the, I repent... <clears throat> When I've quenched your spirit, when I've grieved your spirit, I repent. When I found fault with you because my circumstances were beyond my comprehension of what was going on. And to make sense of it, I had to, I had to shift things around and I had to blame you and say, why am I suffering financially? Why am I going through health problems? I thought you loved me. I thought you were with me. Oh, God, I repent. You are good and you're always good. And I set again my allegiance to you and your kingdom. And even if I don't understand it, I'll stand with Paul and say, I'm perplexed and I don't understand this. But I know who loves me and I love you, Dad. And I'm sorry for any time where I stepped over and found fault with you. Teach me your ways. Change my heart so that I may know you. Amen? That's the kindest, subtlest way to say we need to pray for people, right? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? You have a ministry team, right? Do you guys have a ministry team? Right? Okay, come on up. Come on up. Do you want somebody to pray for you? Sometimes we talk about how good dad is. It's an ouch for people. Because it wasn't good for you with dad at home. Come up and ask these folks to pray for you. 
get healed of that, that sense of who your dad is. I know Pastor uh, uh, Mike has been driving hard on this. And you've had uh, 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 the gentleman, Maldonado, has come. And his heart is to, you would know the Father. That's what he wants us to know. Our Father's a good dad. So that's my message. Uh, that's his message. We got there, I think. <laughs> <laughs>